Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Allison. Oh, hi, Rob. Oh, hi, listeners. We're here to talk about Minute 42 of The Room, in which Johnny waxes philosophical about life, the universe, and everything. Of course, we have our weird green screen note from last minute. Uh, the, the green screen is all fucked up in this this scene. Because while they tended to be consistent about what's visible, they aren't consistent about where. (laughs) For example, second 27, Johnny sits down and the bridge behind him is the Bay Bridge, which should be on the east side of the roof. (laughs) Instead, it's on the north side of the roof. And we just saw the exact same bridge reversed behind Denny when he was confused last minute. No wonder why he was confused then. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the west side of the roof is the east view reversed, which is fine if they're going to do it constantly and they assume we just don't know what San Francisco looks like. But then they get it wrong as to which side of the roof it should be, and so it gets weird. However, in the brilliance of Tommy Wiseau's filmmaking, this altered geography is a perfect metaphor for Denny's confusion (laughs) and for Mark's position caught between Johnny and Lisa, and Denny being caught between Lisa and Elizabeth who he's trying to turn into Lisa. So it's actually poetic in a way. (laughs) Sorry, I was just skim reading through that generated screenplay as you were talking. Now, in a side note, in between episodes, Luke has put um, the script for The Room into uh, plotgenerator.org.uk, and it has popped out a screenplay called Weird Vampire, um, which starts exterior rooftop afternoon. Now, we invented the last names here. It didn't come up with these, but it's fine. They work. Lovable works in a bank. Mr. Johnny Great Guy is arguing with interesting computers. Miss Lisa Big Fat Villain. Johnny tries to hug Lisa, but she shakes him off. Johnny, please, Lisa, don't leave me. Who would like to say Lisa's line? Maybe the girls should say it. Oh, we do like a full read-through here. (laughs) (laughs) We will not do the whole thing. I don't know how long this is, but you got to get a few lines out here. Oh, it's not that long, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, Johnny, but I'm looking for somebody a bit more brave. Somebody who faces his fears head-on instead of running away. (laughs) Johnny says, I am such a person. I'm such a person. And Lisa frowns. <laughs> yeah, I am such a person exclamation point. That sounds like Tommy Wiseau's writing. This is good. I'm sorry, uh, Johnny. I just don't feel excited by this relationship anymore. Yeah. That, that, I think that line was in the movie, so <laughs> it's fine. Uh yeah, that's enough of that. <laughs> although although moments later, beautiful sitting in a car, Mr. Mark best friend barges in looking flustered. Um so that's good. <laughs> There, it's, there's it's, something about spoons later on. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I'm go- Johnny says, I'm going to need spoon, lots of spoon. And then, uh. See, did you put in something about spoons? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. It, it just, it just, so like the script doesn't like, mention spoons. No. No, well, what, it just, I just had to like put in details more like character names and jobs. 
So, ah. so of course, Mark's job is sits in a car, and uh, <laughs> so that's that's where. It, like I don't know, it's weird. Later on, it says Blinkin' Knickers, Johnny. What? Blinkin' Knickers, Johnny. Bloom, bloom and Bloomin' Heck, Mark. <laughs> what is this doing? He says it twice. Ah, okay. Denny Dennison. <laughs> Johnny says, "Prepare to die, you weird artichokes." Uh, okay. I've watched this movie. <laughs> you have watched Johnny's that movie. <laughs> great guy. We meet again. Uh, now, in the actual minute. Yeah. 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 Let's just save the link and then yeah. we can post it on the day that the episode goes up. We'll post the link online, yeah. Um Johnny is talking to Denny, of course, and because Denny feels that he is in love with Lisa. I think I'm in love with her. He feels like he wants to kiss her and tell her that I love her. Sometimes when I'm around her, I feel like I want to kiss her and tell her that I love her. And says, I know I don't know, I'm just confused. I don't know. I'm just confused. Is this where, like, I think at some point in the minute, doesn't, like, Johnny really mumble one of his lines? Like That could be any minute. I, you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's the one where he says, I think it's when he says, like, a son, or is it something about that point? I'm trying to think. I should have made note of what line. I'm going to try and find it very quickly. Well, his, his next line, he says, Denny, don't worry about that. Lisa loves you, too, as a person, as a human being. Denny... Don't worry about that. Lisa loves you too, as a person, as a human being, as a friend. You know, people don't have to say it. They can feel it. Keep in mind, Denny is not a child, so this explanation is a bit simplistic. Are are we sure about that? (laughs) (laughs) The actor uh, was older than almost everyone else in the cast, except for Tommy and and, uh, Carolyn. But the character is supposed to be roughly 18 because he is in college. What is, is the line, as a friend, you are sort of like a son? Like the, the bit between as a friend and like a son, he, he just sort of goes, you were sort of like, you were sort of like her son. Yeah. I put it, I put dots there. You are sort of like her son. So confusing. (laughs) Oh, hi, Chris and Luke, by the way. (laughs) Oh, hi, podcasters. Did we close the door on the way in? No, never. You also don't ring the doorbell except for that one time when you're coming for sex. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> A rooftop in San Francisco. Oh, air quotes, San Francisco. In all fairness, you could ask that question at any point in the film. Yes. But then, of course, we have the most important line of the film. Johnny says, You can love someone deep inside your heart and there is nothing wrong with it. If a lot of people love each other... The world would be a better place to live. Is, is this when he's aiming for, like, iconic, memorable quote moment? That's just Johnny Great Guy. It's just, you it's know? Just, off his opinion. It's just how he is. Um, him being a great guy. It, it reminds me of that line in Phantom Menace when um, Anakin says, Mom, you said that the problem with the universe is that not enough people care about each other. Something like <laughs> it's something like that. Mom, you say the biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. But it's this like all-encompassing universal. Well, everyone should just like each other, and then all the problems mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. go away. All you need is love. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. 
There's nothing you can make that can't be made. No one you can save that can't be saved. Nothing you can do, but you can learn how to be you in time. It's easy. All you need is love. All you need is love. All you need is love. Love. Love is all you need. Notes for a midnight screening. Now, my only note for a midnight screening for this minute is right here. This line gets thunderous applause and cheers from the entire audience. <laughs> As well it should. <laughs> it, it, it might be alright in like a, I won't say a good, in, in like an, an average film. It, it's the sort of line which should be a lot more suited, I think. But it, it's, it's just, yeah, it, it feels out of place, but then all lines feel out of place. Well, so. it's also <laughs> ironic at this point because Johnny doesn't know that a couple people around him are loving each other <laughs> a little more than they should. And so his world will soon not be a good place to live. It's incredible foreshadowing. Yeah. And Denny reminds us who Lisa is. Lisa's your future wife. I still don't know why the word fiancé is never in this film. <laughs> he didn't know it. <laughs> well, he should. He lived in New Orleans. They speak French there. And English. <laughs> Although he's not very good with English. Maybe he just doesn't know any words. <laughs> I gotta say, whatever, like... Tommy's original, like, main first language is? It should be like, Polish. I believe his family lives in Poland. Because I'd, I'd love to know whether, like, he could write a really good screenplay. In that in language? Polish. Like, like, how much of it is just how he understood the English language at this point? Well, it's 2003, so it's not like there was an automatic translator on his computer. But I'm like, maybe he wrote it in Polish, and this was the translation, and that's why everything comes across wrong. Yeah, maybe it's like a really good move. Yeah. Let's translate it back into Polish and see what happens. Maybe the Polish version's great. I'm sorry, it is a really good movie. I'm going to translate this back into Polish, and then back into English, and see what comes out. Maybe it'll be brilliant. Maybe it'll be brilliant. <laughs> Have you ever listened to the Google Translates, like, songs? Mm. Some, yeah. They always come out weird. Johnny tells Denny, Denny, don't worry about it. You are part of our family, and we love you very much, and we'll help you anytime. And Lisa loves you too. As a friend, you are sort of like her son. Now, in the script, he does say more there. Uh, he tells him, Billy, don't worry about it. The important thing is that you appreciate loyalty. Ugh, you would never betray me, and that's why I do things like pay your rent for you. In fact, and this is a secret, I have a small fortune built up that I'm waiting to give away as a reward to all my friends who never betray me. <laughs> Damn it. The more I read of this script, the more I don't trust it. Oh, or it's maybe exactly what he wrote. I don't know. That's just how Johnny Great yeah. Guy is. And Billy says, you mean you're not upset at me? And Johnny says, no, because I trust you and I trust Lisa and Mark. You are part of our family and we love you very much as a friend, but you are sort of like our son too and we will help you anytime. Billy thanks him for paying his tuition, and he says, You're very welcome, Billy. Keep in mind that if you have any problems, talk to me, and I will help you. Which, that last one sounds like, Johnny. Mm. Also, keep in mind that if you have sex with my girlfriend, the tuition money will stop. <laughs> well, no, at the end of the... Well, yeah. I mean, if yes, if Denny did, but as long as Mark does it, then Johnny dies and Denny gets his fortune. So it's fine. <laughs> now, in the film, he does say, of course, Because I trust you and I trust Lisa, which is just as awful a line, which means maybe this is entirely genuine. I don't know any, anymore. 
And we end the minute with uh, Johnny asking about Elizabeth. What about Elizabeth, huh? Which, of course, I have said several times on the show, I believe that Elizabeth and Betty are the same person. Mm. And so Denny is currently dating Mark's ex, which just makes this love quad petra pet How many people is that? One, two, three, four, five. Five people. How many is five? Pentatang? Quint. Quintang? Yeah, that's, that's for quintuplets. Well, it works. It's five, <laughs> right? Quadrangle, quadruplets. So quintangle. Yeah. It's a love quintangle. Um, this whole minute is example Z of Johnny being a great guy. Oh, yeah. There's no way if this happened to him in real life, like to Tommy, he'd react like that. Like, humans don't react like that. Yeah, the teen, the teenager whose life you are paying for is in love with your girlfriend. And he's just like, yeah, that's Your future wife. Funny. Whatever. That's cool. I'm sure she loves you too. <laughs> if he has all this money for, for Denny, he didn't really need that promotion, did he? Maybe he's in debt. That's how good a guy he is. He's in serious, gigantic debt because he's helping Denny. <laughs> because he's taking care of Mark too. Mark doesn't have a job. He just sits in a car all day. But he is saving the bank money. So. Yeah, because they put his, his, uh, whatever is into practice and, yeah, it saves the bank Being money. All I can picture is the weird rounding up scheme that was both in Superman 3 and also <laughs> Office Space. Like that's, that's what, uh. The bank is stealing fractions of Yeah, exactly. Him. That's yeah. what he implemented and that's, that's how he, uh, became the superstar at the bank. Actually, it's probably more like $143.80 and one half cent. There are always fractions left over in big corporations, but they round it down to the lowest whole number. So we simplified the whole thing, and we just we round them all down and just drop the remainder into an account that we open. You mean everybody loses those fractions? Uh, no. No, you don't understand. It's, uh, it's very complicated. Well, they don't exactly lose them. You can't lose what you never got. It's, uh, it's, it's aggregate, so I'm talking about fractions of a penny here. And, uh, over time... They add up to a lot. And what happens to all those half cents? The company gets it? No, not really. They can't be bothered to collect a half cent from your paycheck any more than you could. Then what happens to them? Well, they're just floating around out there. The computer's nowhere. Oh, okay. So you're going to make a lot of money, right? Yeah. Right? That's not yours? Uh, well, it, it becomes ours. How is that not stealing? I don't think, uh, I don't think that I'm explaining this very well. That's, see, there's a, we'll miss the scene later, of course, deleted, because that's why he kills himself. It's not over Lisa and all this other romantic stuff. It's because someone found out that plan was his, right. and he's going to go to prison. He's like, no, I'm done. Or found out that plan is from Superman 3. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to rip off Superman in office space. <laughs> Any other notes on this conversation between Johnny and Denny? Because it is Friday, and we've got other business to attend to. I mean, not that we particularly stayed on topic on any of these anyway, but... well. All you need to know is that if a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. I mean, the ancient Greeks used to spend centuries talking about the different types of love and Mm -hmm. all that. And Tom, you know, Johnny, I should say, I keep calling him Tommy, but uh, yeah, he just wraps it up in about 15 seconds and that's all we need to do moving forward. That's how good he is. Yeah. He has distilled the the knowledge of humanity. I mean, his point is right. If a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. But, you know. I think a lot of people do. <laughs> It'd be if everyone did, then it'd be a better place. Don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, he's trying to be deep whilst making a really obvious point. Yeah. Yeah, it's Tommy giving himself good guy lines. Mm-hmm. That's what this scene is for me. And he, and he writes like a teenager. No offense, Luke, but he writes like a younger person who doesn't know how to... They think just because they said it that it's original and it's deep. For writes like a teenager, visit LukeAllen.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, but offense. No, kidding. <laughs> anyway, it is Friday. It's Friday, Friday. I know it. It all sounds like some bad movie. I've not got too much to say about this because this is a film which I have only sat through once. And <laughs> whereas when we did, when I discussed Christmas Vacation 2, I watched it again. Like, I, I could not dare sit through National Lampoon's Gold Diggers. I, I go through the National Lampoon films as my main source of bad movies because there was a point in time in which the National Lampoon brand was a name that you could just buy to put onto your film. Yeah. And Gold Diggers is one of these. I only just realized that it's Sherman from American Pie in the lead. Um and it's it's just this this weird movie about like two the, the IMDb description is a pair of losers marry two elderly sisters thinking they'll inherit their fortune and Beverly Hills estate. And like it's basically just they marry these these two older women and everything sort of goes wrong. I think at one point they try and plan to kill them. Like it's just, it tries to be a teen sex comedy whilst also trying to stay PG 13. <laughs> and they, they can't. It's just, it's, I don't get it. I, I ordered it, um, cause it's quite a cheap DVD site called music magpie. And I ordered it from there as like a two for two pound deal with um, National Lampoon's Class Reunion, which I think is actually an alright film. It's John Hughes' first movie. And I didn't realise, I hadn't checked the IMDb first to know that this has got a 3 out of 10 on IMDb. So actually, this is rated lower than The Room on IMDb, right? Yeah. It's I, I can't say much more about it other than the fact that it's just so awful. The Room currently has a 3.7 on IMDb. But yeah, for some reason, this is a film which I sat all the way through, <laughs> which I don't get. Um, because, and, yeah, it's rated 12 in the UK, so yeah, it's PG-13, I assume. I just, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's just left me sort of in shock even thinking about it as to how odd it is. And it's, I mean, it's a decent cast, like the people in it have done other stuff and they're alright actors, but it, it had a point and it completely missed the point. Yeah, I don't think I've even seen one scene of this movie. Don't. But th- but then when I look it up on IMDb, I just get distracted by other movies like 1995's Gold Diggers, The Secret of Bear Mountain, which was okay for a kid's film. And Gold Diggers of 1935 actually looks pretty cool. Romantic antics abound among the guests of a luxury hotel, including a stage director, an eccentric millionaire, and the daughter of a financial backer. I've entered the wormhole <laughs> of other National Lampoon films. Don't do well, that. other films with the Lampoon. No, it's it's not. They're not good. National Lampoon films were good until about 1984-ish. And then they started, yeah, just being on whatever. And in the 90s especially, National Lampoon meant almost the opposite. And Chris, yes, what is it? Tell us about a bad movie that is worth watching. Well, I have a pick here that um, I know you're a fan of. Yes. And I know that... I, I would, it's entertaining. You can get through the whole thing. It, 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 it is a, uh, an enjoyable watch. 
Uh, There's a little middle bit that drags, but overall, sure. yeah, it's very watchable. And we're talking about uh, 1988 Miami Connection. And I'm going to read the little, mm-hmm. the little uh, elevator speech here about it. A martial art, but pay attention to every single word of this, by the way. <laughs> a martial arts rock band goes up against a band of motorcycle ninjas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who have tightened their grip on Florida's narcotics trade. So we're, we're combined. I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, we're combining. <laughs> What's weird about that? Nothing. <laughs> it just flows from the premise. So yeah, it's called Miami Connection. Uh, it takes place in Orlando. That's, that's, uh, an important, uh, point here. Well, it's a Miami connection. It's a connection. Like a the Miami. French connection takes place in mm-hmm. New York, right? Uh, the Miami Isn't connection takes place in, in Orlando. I don't remember. And so you got this, uh, misfit team up. They're all orphans, by the way, or as YK Kim <laughs> calls them, orphans. Uh, yes. This, uh, these college kids, they all go to University of Central Florida. They're all orphans and they're in a, an eighties synth heavy pop band. And it is amazing. They're playing this called is Dragon Sound. My, Dragon Sound is the name of the band. If you go to my website, you can find a link to my shop, which has a Dragon Sound t-shirt, by the way. It doesn't have the sleeves cut <laughs> off. No, I don't know how to sell one. Like okay. That. Um, you just have to cut them off yourself. Oh, this film is available in the UK. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. <laughs> you might be able to, if you can get the, uh, Rift Tracks movies, uh, the guys from Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, Rift Tracks did two different versions of this. And they, they have that. So you might be able to find it. But, uh, yeah, so they all live together. These, these guys in, uh, in their own little bungalow in, in Orlando. They go to college <laughs> and they're experts at Taekwondo. Yep. And, um, they are involved in thwarting the, uh, uh, cocaine distribution coming up from Miami into Orlando. Uh, hijinks ensue. Hey, I, I can't say enough about this movie. It is, in my honest opinion, I mean, this is coming from the mid to late eighties. And it really is a time capsule mm-hmm. of that era. That, uh, you know, not to date me too much, but that was, those were my high school years. And this is a pretty faithful representation of what it was like to grow up in that time period. And it just, uh, wow. It, it combines some of the ridiculousness in the screenplay from the room with at times ridiculous action mm-hmm. and ridiculous performances and um over the top violence it just uh it's just it's just a wonderfully entertaining watch uh, this was something i saw um alamo draft house acquired the rights to this like they found it somewhere yep and they found it in a storage yeah space and it was it was a propaganda film basically for Taekwondo. Yep. So the guy who the directed and starred in it, he was someone who had a successful chain of Taekwondo, um, what do you call them? It's not, not studios, but, um, dojo. Dojos, yeah. And he wanted to popularize it more in, in America. So he made this film. So yeah, so Alamo found this and said, Oh yeah, we, more people need to see this. 
And I went to our local art house here. I'll give a shout out, the Guild Theater in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And uh, they they ran it, and I went sight unseen. Had not seen the trailer or anything. I just knew it was called Miami Connection, and I saw the poster for it in all sorts of pastels, you know, blues and pinks and lasers and ninjas. And I went, <laughs> I have to see this. And I was not disappointed. Yeah. And the songs are catchy AF, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, you get about Friends think, four eternity. or five of them in the, in the, in the movie. And, and they're, they're they, yeah, they have a song about being friends. Yes. They have a song called Against the Ninja. Against the Ninja, yeah. Hey, fuck, hey, fuck. Hey, fuck, hey, fuck. 
I've realized I may have offended some uh, martial arts um, enthusiasts. I don't think a Taekwondo studio would be called a dojo right. because dojo is Japanese and Taekwondo is Korean. Right. But whatever. It's a school where you learn school. it. There we go. And YK Kim Academy. was also a inspirational speaker, even though he didn't speak English very well. That seems so much more worthwhile watching than Gold Diggers. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I can get hold of the Rift Tracks version on Prime Video, or I could get Miami Connection on DVD from sixty pounds. Oh, jeez! <laughs> oh, that's expensive. Oh, go ahead I'd say watch, watch the Rift Tracks. Yeah, go ahead and watch the Rift Tracks. I, I think Rift Tracks on Miami Connection only cuts out the boring bar scenes in the middle. Oh, and there's some nudity in that too. Unlike, yeah. never watch the Rift Tracks version of Hobgoblins because they cut out an entire subplot and it annoys me. I've I've never like seen anything Rift Tracks. So how does their stuff work? They're basically watching the movie along with you and they're making jokes and stuff that they've like sort of uh workshopped ahead of time. Okay. And because they usually would do originally they did Mystery Science Theater uh, 3000 and so they were used to commercial breaks, so they also cut the movie down to it's a little shorter. So most Rift Tracks versions okay. do have stuff cut out, but It's available on YouTube movies. Mm. I'll see whether that comes up on my and- I'm sure I can find Importantly, I would like to end with the quote that is at the end of uh, Miami Connection. It's on the screen. Only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace. Which is a wonderful line, <laughs> unless you've just watched the movie, which ended with like a 10-minute sequence of them killing other people <laughs> with swords. There's a line earlier in it where he says, Taekwondo <laughs> is not just about kicking and punching. Yeah, and it, it, it's like, well, that's all you've been showing us for about forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's also about a bunch of guys hanging around with their shirts off, right. being friends. I've said too much. Yeah, the film appears to be on on YouTube just in its entirety that someone's uploaded. So. That's probably true. Also, that's the good thing with horrible movies is no one cares, so they show up on YouTube and anyone can watch it. Chris, yes. If the listeners would like to hear more of you, where can they do so one more time? Yeah, I wrapped up uh, recently a Movies by Minute podcast called Open the Podcast Doors How, and that's about 2001 A Space Odyssey. So if you want to really geek out over that movie, uh, head on over to any pod catcher, is that the term? Yeah. Of your pod choice. Catcher. And uh, do a search for Open the Podcast Doors How. Okay. And Luke, how about you? Uh, they can find my podcast, Please Be Seated, on most podcast platforms. We're on Twitter, Please Be Tweeted. I think we're on Facebook, Please Be Seated. And you can find all my short films, podcasts, appearances, whatever, all at lukeallen.co.uk. But it's nothing wrong when people make fun of the project, in this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening, and remember... If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live.